Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear practical and engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. Have you ever thought about what kind of people God looks to use in this life? Archaeologists tell us that there may have been nearly one million people on the earth during the days of Noah. Yet God chose Noah to be the one, the one to initiate a new beginning. Noah was considered a one in a million, if that's true about the population. Now imagine that God is going to destroy the earth, and he is searching for one person, one family. He's going to destroy the earth in the, in the very near future, which he very well may, as we know with the second coming. But in this instance, going back to the time of Noah, let's use this account of destruction and put ourselves in Noah's place or in the place of the population at its time. And God is looking for that one person. Would he see you and I as being that person? Would he see our family as being that family to start over? Do you think he would pick us? That makes me a little uncomfortable just thinking about it. But why Noah? Well, let me tell you what God is looking for in people. Number one, God is looking to use people who are available. God is not looking for the most extraordinary person, the most talented person, the richest, the prettiest, the most educated or intelligent. After all, God is omnipotent, is he not? He has the power to equip us with everything that we need to serve him. We're told that God who gives seed to the sower and bread for food can and will supply our needs for a harvest of righteousness. And so what God does not do is violate our free will agency. Availability is much more important than ability. Attitude is much more important than aptitude. God can and will supply the aptitude and the ability, but we must first be available. Here I am, Lord, send me, use me. Not only does God use people who make themselves available, but he uses people who dare to be different. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and it says that he walked with God. Now think about it. Over 1 million people on the earth, and Noah is the only righteous one, the only one who is walking with God. Indeed, he is one in a million. Second Chronicles tells us that the eyes of the Lord look throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. God's eyes searched the earth, and they found Noah. God's eyes are searching the earth even today, looking for the righteous. The question is, do they come to rest on us? Notice how Noah was different. Again, it says that he was righteous, blameless, and walked with God. We do not have to search for ways to be distinctive. If we are children of God, if we have obeyed the gospel, if we are Christians, we don't have to search for ways to be distinctive. Because when we are righteous, when we are blameless, when we are walking with God, we will be distinctively different. And everybody will know it and they'll take notice of it. Conformity was a sin in Noah's days. Conformity is an enemy of Christianity today. Paul tells us that we must not allow the world to force us into its mold. We must be transformed people. That is, by the renewing of our minds, that we might become living, holy sacrifices. 
And so God is looking for people who are available, who dare to be different, but he is also looking for people who are not willing to give up. Moses, think about Moses as saying, Moses worked on his project of leading Israel to the promised land for 40 years. That's a long time. For one project, that's a long time. But Noah bettered Moses by three times that. Becoming a people and person that God can use is a lifelong endeavor. Paul says that the crown of life is reserved for those who will fight the fight, finish the course, keep the faith. Jesus told the churches in Revelation, be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. You see, Christianity is a religion of perseverance, of keeping on, keeping on. Do you think Noah was ever discouraged? I'm sure he was. He was just like us, but he never gave up. You see, discouragement is one of Satan's most powerful weapons against the Christian. And he discourages us in many ways. Three to number here. Number one, he discourages us through problems. Have you ever known a good work that did not involve problems? Rest assured that Satan will cause problems in anything good that we are called to do. But not only in problems, but he will bring discouragement about through pressure. Noah was under the pressure of size and time. Think about the enormity of the project. 120 years may seem like a long time to us, but maybe not that long when it comes to building a boat the size of a football field by hand. Satan also uses people to discourage us. There are always those who we wish would get involved or who would join in, but they don't. There are those who stand on the sidelines questioning and criticizing and complaining instead of encouraging, equipping, and edifying. And so Satan will use problems and pressure and people to discourage us. But we must not give up. We must be determined to keep on keeping on. Lastly, God uses people of faith. Faith is following God's instructions, that is, doing what he has asked us to do, regardless of human logic. Do you think it made sense to build a boat when it possibly had never rained on the earth? Did it make any sense to build a boat the size of a football field when the Mediterranean Sea was over 100 miles away? You see, faith is having confidence in God and his promises through his word. Faith includes obedience As it says of Noah, Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. This is the kind of person and people that God can use. Noah's obedience was due to his faith, due to his trust, due to his total confidence in God. What do we need to do today to obey him completely? What is it that we might be lacking? Let me suggest to you one final point here, and that is that God uses ordinary people. If I had been writing the Bible, I would leave this part out. Because again, we're looking at Noah. Noah is a giant in God's world, one in a million. But this is what I would have left out. That's Noah getting drunk. Or like Abraham lying about Sarah being his wife. Or Sarah laughing at God. Or Jacob lying to his father and cheating his brother. Or Moses giving in to pride. Or Rahab being a prostitute. David being an adulterer. Peter denying Jesus three times. Yet what you find is when you turn to Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith, we find these men and women there. And here's the good news. Ordinary people can become one in a million people. You see, God is not looking for perfect people. He is searching for those he can use. Ordinary people like you and me. Maybe we feel like we've blown it. God can handle that. He did it with Noah. And this is exactly what God's love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness is all about. Right now, 
The Lord is searching the earth for somebody he can use. The question is, does his eyes stop on us? Will we become one in a million? Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, subscribing to it, and sharing it with those that you love. As always, it's my prayer that God be with you and that you seek Him in all things. Until next time, God bless.